Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. I'm Ann Roach. Ann Roach is a life leadership coach for men, and we met in the podcaster workshop that's run through Akimbo. And uh, I understand you're coming back to take it over, but that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> what we decided, well, actually, what we realized we were talking about before we pressed record was all about coaching. Um, I don't consider myself like a coach. If you ask me for three words of like what I do, I wouldn't put coaching in my top three. Um, but you clearly are a coach, uh, both as your primary day gig, but also as what you're doing within story skills, the story skills workshop. That's kind of like I have to say you showed up as a student in the podcaster workshop but the coaching shows it's like it's you know, kind of <laughs> it's hard to hide that um, so I'm I'm just wondering it would be easy for me to ask how has coaching you know in a podcaster workshop because I really love podcasting right now, how has that fed back into your coaching but a better question I think is what are your thoughts on the different kinds of coaching? Like if you're officially a coach in any workshop, then people come to you with certain kinds of expectations mm. versus like the, and I'm air quoting, right? Everybody can see this. It's <laughs> the kind of coaching that I do when I show up as a remarkable, which is more like a, I don't know, but I'm a little further along the path. It's, it's kind of mm. like a more informal and the expectations that people have of me are different. So what are your thoughts on, on maybe how, coaching feels to you in those different sorts of roles? Yeah, that's an interesting question. First of all, you should call yourself a coach because you're <laughs> awesome at it. <laughs> so Thank you. Call it bullshit on that. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> you may not call yourself a coach, but <laughs> I think there are people who, who do. Um, it's interesting because coaching, and I this I think gets confusing for people, but coaching, my experience with learning how to become a coach, which was for me a year-long training program, is that it is not about giving people answers. Life coaching is not about mentoring or um, consulting. It's not telling people this is how you should live your life. Mm. It's really about discovery and exploration and holding space for a client to do that, to do their own discovery and their own exploration. And so coaching in akimbo workshops is slightly different because there is a process that you're helping a student get through, but the joy and wonder of the akimbo workshops is that self-exploration, that discovery. And so the podcaster workshop is slightly different too, because there is literally a process that you are that you as a coach just... remarkable <laughs> as, <laughs> that you are trying to get a student through, right? I mean, in the podcaster workshop, you are actually teaching students how to <laughs> yeah, at the end. If you do everything at the end, you're supposed to actually have a podcast. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and and not all the akimbo workshops are like that. I mean, in the story skills workshop, there is a structure that we are teaching to students, but we are not teachers. We are here's the structure. You could read it. It's the process of of applying that structure to your stories, and and practicing that and digging into what are the stories you're telling. What are the stories you're telling about yourself mm. that's impeding the deeper stories that you're trying to get out trying there? Trying to actually tell or that right. you thought you were trying to tell. Exactly. Exactly. And so that, you know, there's a little less 
Uh, well, I was going to say there's a little less of that in the podcast, but that's not true at all. There is a, there is a structure, a, there is a process that you are actually trying to teach a student in the podcaster workshop of how to set up a podcast from start to finish. And just as importantly, if not more, <laughs> there is that inner work, that self-discovery, the what is it you're trying to say? What's getting in your way of saying it? Why, what is the, what is your, who, what is your voice? Hmm. You know, that, that discovery. Yeah. I think there's always a challenge. And I, I don't want to say always, like anytime you want to, I want to add weasel words. There's almost always <laughs> this big challenge. So, and this is where I go, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so I've probably seen 3000 people take this course now in different cohorts and there are certain things that happen and like some people breeze through, but most people, they get stuck on certain technology yeah. hurdles because stuff's complicated. And we always yeah. joke, podcasting is all rabbit holes. Normally you'd think of a field with a couple rabbit holes. It's right. just all holes. There's no field. It's just all holes everywhere. And every single thing you think of, you could make a profession out of how do you ask good questions or how do you do vocal right. performance, like host on mic as we call it. And Part of it is just like trying to get students like, you know, yo, get out of the hole. Like you just get out of the hole and right. keep going forward. You can always come back, just carpet over everything and just keep going. Right. And that I think is not what I am so good at. So what I, what I asked you, you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll turn the question to myself. How do I feel? I feel like I'm continuously drawn to go, yeah, I know what's in that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually kind of interesting. So like, I would want to give you a guided tour of like, into, but I'm also like, Oh no, no, no. Need to rein that in. Need to just ask them the leading question. Like, well, you know, what's the simplest thing that could possibly work if you skip this or all those, you know, standard vanilla coaching questions. So for me, I can't even say the word for me. Coaching is the <laughs> thing. Like I resist that because my instinct is to give advice and yeah, and that's, I mean, there are cases where that's useful. Sometimes doing tech support, yes, please give yeah. me the answer. But my instinct is to give advice to try and give the answer. So when I'm in these roles where it would be better if I just helped, help the other coaches, help the other people showing up in a coaching mindset, even if they're not officially labeled that, help the students who have questions. In that place, if I just did coaching, which is not instinctively my first go-to. So that's, I think, part of why I feel like it's good work for me to show up in the course. Mm. Because I'm like, anything I do, you're like, I want to pick this weight up. Oh, it's too heavy. Oh, I can just do it. Yeah, okay, do it twice because tomorrow you'll be stronger. So I feel like I'm working a muscle or, or working a mindset that I don't normally deploy mm. very well or deploy very often. So I, I think it makes me a better person to be like, um, I think I heard you first say it, but like, don't leave fingerprints on people, yeah. you know, don't leave fingerprints on the process. And I leave my fingerprints all over everything. So I'm like, <laughs> hmm, maybe I need to work on that. So you're saying, what I'm hearing you say is that by, by being in the workshop and being uncomfortable with not just giving advice, but also trying to do this slightly differently, Yeah, you're, you're learning and growing and and seeing the that that exploration that student's exploration I, I think in the podcaster workshop there absolutely is a time and a place 
and a huge necessity for <laughs> advice. Which microphone should I buy first? Right. Here, buy yeah. this one. <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want the answer to that question to be. Well, what do you feel? How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. How does this mic make you feel? Makes you feel like do I need? Yeah. Right. Like right. I, I don't want to spend twenty minutes on discovering. But at the same time, and we see this, and and Mark Dick, who has been the head of the Story Skills Workshop for the last seven sessions, is brilliant at this. Um, what we have seen in this in the Story Skills Workshop is often those questions, those whole those rabbit holes, are a place to hide. So yeah. before asking, before giving the advice, or before giving the answer, and there's the air quotes. What is the real challenge for you here? So I kicked up my heels about the tech in the podcaster workshop. I could delegate that. That's such a bullshit place for me to yeah, land. Hide, right. Right? It was all about hiding for me. What is the real challenge for me there? That's the that's the coaching question. What's the real challenge for you and for you and in the tech? Well, it's not the tech because I could hire somebody to do that or I could decide to embrace. I love learning new things. I could, I could decide that's where I want to live. The real challenge was I don't know what I want this podcast to be about yet. Mm -hmm. And I haven't, I haven't dived into that question deep enough and gotten to a place where I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable enough to put it forward. So coaching I'm wondering, it, it seems to me that you could always find learning within coaching. And I think, you know, most people who, who are good coaches would agree with that. And, and the reason I say this is I have like images of high school teachers who just didn't give a crap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were great people when they started and the kids beat them. Yeah. Like I was probably, yeah. you know, okay, yes, we, we, we beat them <laughs> into submission. Um, but it it feels to me like even in coaching, there's a danger of, all right, it's the 87th time I've been through this material. And, and by the way, the coaches for the podcaster workshop, we do change the material. Things do get changed, mm -hmm. um, but it's not major. And I'm just wondering like, yeah, can I do 50 of these and still be like, this is awesome? Or am I just going to be like, oh, look, people running in the halls. You know? <laughs> like yeah. A, again. Uh, does it, does it get old? Like in your, so I am not a life leadership coach. Did I get that right? Yes, I did. Yes. I, sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I get excited when I get details right because I tend to forget things. Um, but I'm wondering, have you found that doing that type of life coaching, mm. um, I got to believe in the beginning, you're like, whoa, I got work to do here. I got things I need to learn. This is an awesome process for me to show up this way for mm. these people who are my clients. Um, do you think that's going to keep like, can you keep doing that forever? Or is there a point where you're like, uh, 50 years, I'm sick of this. It's the this same again. problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would say, um, I, I don't know the answer to that. My, my instinct is, I mean, I was a public defender for a long time. And I, I remember saying, when I get to the place where I'm bitching about my clients, I need to retire before that happens. Because I'm here to do to be part of something bigger than myself and to make a difference. Yeah, so as soon as, work, right? as soon as I lose focus on that, I, I, I'm not doing anybody any good. So I, if that ever happens with coaching, I will, I will know it when I, when I see it. Having said that, everybody who comes to me for coaching 
yeah, there are themes. There are similar themes, but it's a little bit, two things. There are similar themes with, with everything and everybody shows up to it differently because everybody's unique. The, the themes may not be unique, but the way they approach them is. But my response to it is a little bit like how I discovered yoga to be, which is you can never master the moves. There's just always another tweak to make. There's always another place to go a little deeper in the practice of coaching. And that's what I find so delightful about it is yeah. in that goal of keeping my fingerprints off, um, I can, I can, you know, so I'll be in a coaching session and I will start thinking about how do I, how do I do this better and lean into that. I'm going to, you know, learning, I've been doing this now for six years, learning the the power of silence as a coach, as a tool for my client has been extraordinary. <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's like the greatest tool there is for a client and learning how to do that. I mean, I got the gift of the gab, Craig. I will, I don't know that I will ever <laughs> master the art of silence. So it's, it's challenging. And I find that, um, uh, it's easier when you're in a not, when you're in an asym, um, asynchronous mode, like an online forum, like I have a rule was like, don't, don't press send. Like, yes, I'm at, yes. I'm at, all right. And I'm like, and then I'm yes. like, okay, I'm lifting my hands in the air. And I'm like, you know, Absolutely. Um, like, I think maybe not half the time, a quarter of the time in the podcasting workshop, I delete things I was going to say. Yes. And not because I was going to like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever, like yeah. I was going to give them an answer or yes. I was going to say, oh, you know, you should skip that. Or, you know, the, the answer is coming in section 34. Don't worry about yeah. it. I'm like, is that really helping? And then that delay, like the asynchronous communication, the delay that affords me a chance to like, think about, am I doing the right thing? Am yeah. I, am I serving the right you know, yes. purpose here? Yes. No, delete. But that's way harder to do when you're trying to record a podcast. And I think I got better at answering people's questions, like in a coaching mindset, like instead of giving them the answer, giving them some mm -hmm. coaching, I got better at the more podcast conversations I did because mm -hmm. we're recording and we're talking in real time and I have yeah. to figure out how much of it should be me telling a funny story and leaping on the sword so that we all have a laugh, you know, have a laugh track here for a second while the guest catches their breath. And then mm -hmm. what do we do next? Like just getting better at keeping some perspective, like being your own co-pilot. Yeah. Um, that came from doing podcasts. I love that you said that, Craig, because that's the piece of podcasting that I'm struggling with coming at it from a different direction in that as a coach, I love, I love being a coach and I love standing next to somebody or, or creating space for somebody to have that discovery. And it has taught me how to shut up. It's taught me, <laughs> it's taught me the gift of my own silence is, yeah. is in, is in being part of somebody else's watching somebody else's journey. It's just mind blowing that, that I am in fact, not the most interesting person. That's been such a gift to discover yes. in, in my life. <laughs> I, and I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, all right. Okay. So I'm going, so there's, 
uh, that creating the gift, which is silence for them. And then well, uh, because I record in person, I like to go like a whole other layer, which is like to create a space, uh, both a physical space, but also the mental and emotional space so that you can not only give them silence, like in the interpersonal interaction, but you can also give them like silence, like, mm-hmm. okay, you're crazy chaotic weekend, but you, right. I said, I want three hours of your time. And you went, oh my God, three hours. And I'm like, you know, yes, please. I'm, I'm flying across the Atlantic and I have three hours and they go like, okay. And they punch a hole in their schedule and they turn their phone off. And like, they have like, mm-hmm. so that I think is, a thing that is now I'm like, Hmm, see, see Craig talk while thinking in real time. I'm thinking I'm missing. That is something that I didn't realize was missing in the online workshops because I have, we all have absolutely no control over whether the students show up like mid chaos. I'm on my phone. I'm just checking right. in traffic. It's like, stop, don't do that. Like right. you need to create space, but we have no control. We can't actually do that for them. So I'm thinking that's something else that hmm. strikes me as powerful about being a life coach is that you, aside from actually holding silence, which is super important, but you're actually also literally creating a space for them to say like, this is the safe space, punch a hole in your calendar and show up. You're saying to them, show up for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I have to say, when I take on a client, I'm really clear about that. We're not, I I will not take a client that's not committed to that process. It's a gift you're giving to yourself. Um, But that's interesting, Craig, about the students, because I would say that we don't have control about how they're showing up, but we do have control about how we're responding to them. And so one of the things that I have discovered in coaching, both in my practice um, and as a coach in Akimbo, and I've learned this from fellow coaches, uh, Enrica Greathouse is another coach in the Story Skills Workshop, and she's so good at this, which is transparency. And so being transparent about what I'm doing mm-hmm. and why I'm doing it then then allows the student or the or the client t- to understand that this is the gift that this is the space I could answer that question but I want to give you time to think to hear what you're asking or to hear what you're thinking about what a what what a gift that is, you know? And then it's just, then it's the, I I loved when I first came in, I loved that, that idea of, look at me, I know everything. I can tell you all the answers. I'm <laughs> and that, and actually that was something I wrote down in my notes to get ready for this call was ego, ego in podcasting, ego in coaching, ego. How do I, there's a balance between having the podcast, creating the space for a, for a, a guest to talk and to be the center and to and to discover mm. and also having the host be you have to let the audience see the creation of that space as the host yeah. right and that's that's the tricky part for me and i get a little excited my ego gets a little excited about some of that stuff and so yeah. well, you know that the becoming a coach has been such a gift to me because it's quieted my ego and allowed space for discovery and growth and exploration. And I just don't, I don't want podcasting to undo that. (laughs) So I got to be focused on that. (laughs) I don't think that's a particular danger, but okay. Well, transparency Um, is, maybe transparency is, that's where that tool comes in. Well, there's a, there's a knack to, uh, how much of oneself is in the uh, interaction that's recorded. 
so like, you know, we're on a video call here, but we're not recording video, but so if I want to like, I can nod emphatically, I can, you know, or I can go like this, yeah. you know, which is like a completely different, like, so I can communicate out of band, out of what we're yeah. recording. And that's something that you learn to do when you're podcasting, because you have to like stuff yourself, you know, you learn to stuff yourself through video or whatever. So that showing up for the guest to, to co-create the conversation. Mm. Um, I say to people who ask me questions about podcasting, I mean, now some of people randomly grab me at parties like, Hey, tell me about podcasting. And I'm like, well, you know, when you had that really cool conversation with your friend, like, yeah, and it was awesome. Right. Did you record it? No. Okay. That's why right. it didn't get re- like, that's why it was awesome. Cause you didn't record it. So right. there's a balance between one of us, like somebody's the host, right. in a simple case of two humans, somebody's showing up to create the artifact. And the other person, unless they're super used to doing this, is showing up kind of hoping this doesn't get weird and they want to have a good conversation. Right. And so the host has to also, like ideally, do as much work as the guest does. So that's why it's, I think it's so hard as a podcaster to show up to be a great conversational partner, to like engage the other person, to hold space for them, to create moments of silence so they can say things depending on what your podcast is about, right? There's all this stuff. Oh, and in addition to that, which takes 100% of the guest's effort, I got to do all that. And I got to go, we're at 21 minutes and four seconds. Right. So we should probably wind up soon. <laughs> like that is the trick. Um, yeah. that, that's the secret magic sauce. If you can, fi- if one can figure out how to do that, then podcasting becomes like, it's like sheer joy. Cause I'm like, oh, I get yeah. to have this great excuse. Like, hey, I'm a podcaster. Can I talk to you? People are like, yes. oh, okay. And I'm yes. like, you know, it's an entrance card, you know? Yeah. So it's wonderful. Well, maybe that I'm the thing I'm taking away from this conversation is transparency. Maybe the tra- the tool of transparency will work just as well for me in podcasting as it has in coaching. I think it would. Yes, I, I had never thought about it as using that word to describe it, but I'm gonna have to like let that one sti- simmer a little bit. Mm. Well, terrific, Ann. Um, I think that's a good place to stop. So, Thank you. Great. That was awesome. Um, Thanks for showing up. Thanks for taking the time and I'll see you around. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much, Craig. Bye.